Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, That's do they see eye to eye? Are they on the same page all the time? No. Okay. But is that the issue? No. That's not the issue. Is it the same as it used? When you're not winning, there's a lot of things that change. And I think it comes winning changes. Boy, that cures a lot of things. And I don't think that's an issue. Are, are they as good, Joe? The way you asked the question, are they as close as they were? Maybe not, but it's not a problem. Howard Eskin weighing in on A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts. Seems like it's not quite what it used to be. Remember that phone call they had, that FaceTime when he was traded here? Those two reacted like they were the best friends in the world. They were going to take over Philadelphia, and they did for a year and then another half a season, and then they stopped. It was stopped. all good just a week ago. Well, they stopped playing as well together, and the team stopped winning football games. You know, it's, it's interesting with those two because their relationship dates back before here, right? It's not like they, they became you know, teammates and very close teammates here. That happens sometimes. They, they were good friends before they even got to the Eagles together at the same time, and now, at least you know, in Howard's view, it's not quite what it used to be. Yeah, and, and that's unfortunate. It can be fixed. I think it can be fixed, even though I don't know the extent of the damage. It's one of those things, man, where you, you have to try to figure out how to make this thing go because you're, you're better together. You are better together, and it doesn't feel like whatever it is, it's one of those things that it has to be a deal breaker. You know what I mean? An end-all to be-all. So, I, feels like. I forget who we were talking to. It was yesterday. Maybe it was Elliot a couple days ago. We, we had a discussion, and, and the point was brought up when the Eagles moved on from Malcolm Jenkins, 2019, whatever that year was, 2020. Um, and the, kind of the idea was they wanted to make sure it was Carson Wentz's locker room, right? They wanted to make sure his voice was the strongest. I do wonder, Hugh, as we get closer to free agency, if, and I don't mean AAJ's very likely to be here. I'm just just big picture. I wonder if they're going to try to clear out people here that may not love the quarterback because Jalen Hurts is not going anywhere. Hugh, the way I see it, they have two they have two ways they could do this, right? They could say, anyone who's been frustrated with Jalen, we got to repair this, right? we got to mm-hmm. come together. we got to talk. Or the other way is, well, the quarterback's going to be here. I don't want issues. 
I can get the other guy. Whoever doesn't want to get along with the quarterback, you're out of here. Mm. Howie's got to. It's only you can't you can't run it back. It's like the insanity thing, right? To run it back and expect different results, that's insanity. So either they get together and fix it, or Howie says, "I'm going to change the mix of this team." I think they got to get together and fix it because, like, if I'm speculating on some of the guys he probably has a, a problem with, probably mostly offensive players and guys that are key components or key cogs in the wheel of what you're trying to accomplish. So I think that that's a conversation. That's a, that might be a hard conversation to have because, you know, everybody nowadays is super sensitive. But I think it's a, hard, a conversation that can be had. Like, listen, man, we need to whatever. And I'm not putting it all on Jalen. And Jalen, if Jalen feels like there are certain things other people aren't doing, then he needs to say that. Mm. This needs to be one of those things, man, where you can't compartmentalize, like, how you feel. Like, you need to have a moment where you can honestly say what you want to say and vent and hopefully move on from that. You know, I, I think, like, a lot of times in relationships, that's the issue. Like, you, you say everything is cool, but it ain't cool. You know, and you, you, you harbor all these ill feelings towards somebody and everything, and you can't move on from it. We're trying to win Super Bowls here, man. And that should be the bottom line because, like I said, 10, 15 years from now, it don't matter. It don't matter what's going to happen or how you got to where you are. You're there. And that's the most important thing. And I think that kids need to realize that. They need to realize that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to – right now, you're in legacy mode. You're trying to secure your legacy as a Super Bowl champion. So, yeah, go ahead and suck it up for a couple years, man, and, and, and get where you need to be so that when you come back to the banquet or, or you know, when they have – when they introduced the, the, the 2024 Super Bowl championship team, everybody's cheering for you and everybody's feeling good about themselves. So, and this is, a, this is more of an offshoot and a big picture thing. Hugh, I, I do wonder if the modern young athlete is built for what you just said, to fix it. Because what is the, what is the different kind of culture? What is the culture now in college sports? Me, me, me. Well, and when you have and an NILs issue. And NIL. NIL, when I have an issue, I transfer. I bounce. I run. Yeah, I, bounce. I bounce. It is. And I, I think – as those guys become the next wave of pro athletes, I just think it will permeate more. I, I don't like what I, I'm getting. I, I ask for more. I don't get what I want. I ask out. I don't like my situation. I leave. This idea of fixing things, I, I don't know. I mean, your day, and I know it, was, it wasn't yesterday, but it wasn't that long ago, mm-hmm. you guys would try to fix things. I, I, don't, I do wonder that. And that's, that's more than just this Eagles team. I just do wonder, big picture, if, if – teammates and teams will stay together through adversity or they'll just say, ah, screw it. Let's just blow it up and, and fix this thing with a new group. The biggest issue with the Eagles, talent or coaching? 215-592-9494. I, I voted talent. I, I think the biggest issue is the quarterback didn't play as well. The defense was terrible. The coach is the same coach. I, I don't love the antics, but he's the same guy that there was bouncing his head up and down to the camera when they won a playoff game and got to the Super Bowl two years ago. Same quarterback that was stoic two years ago. We didn't mind it. I think the talent's the bigger issue. Hugh and a lot of our voters today believe it is the culture around here. Ken is at Cinnamon's. And hey, Ken. What up, Ken? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? How you doing? Good, Ken. What are you feeling today? So, so look at what this guy who is an adjudicated, tried and convicted fraud in New York. Look at what he has started. Right, it, it's it's now everybody's trying to one up Craig Carton's you know allusions to you know something that is salacious and he knows something but he's not going to say anything wink wink nudge nudge I mean just somebody go slap the taste out of that guy's mouth I mean I, I'm like it, it's so here here's the issue um, in my mind I think 
it doesn't surprise me to hear Howard say Fletcher Cox's name this morning. I had the impression towards the end of the year that Fletcher was fed up. Um, and and there's, there's a shot of him coming off the field Tampa, in Tampa in the playoff game where he made two plays back-to-back, and he was coming off the field, and they showed him coming to the sideline, and he was just so mad and so fired up, and he was trying to get everybody involved. I think guys like Fletcher Cox, and I have no, no proof of this, right? I know as much as everybody else knows, which is nothing. I wasn't in that locker room. But I think guys like Fletcher Cox got tired of trying to get through to some of these young guys and basically just wash their hands of it at some point. It's, it's, not, it's not the head coach's job to police the locker room. The, the head coach is the head coach of the football team. And, and, and these veterans, the, you know, these glue guys in that locker room are the guys that have to own the culture that the coach is trying to, is trying to instill. And, and if it's not getting through at some point, if Fletcher knows he's going to hang up his cleats when the season's over anyway, how can you blame the guy for at some point just saying, I'm, I'm done with these young bucks, man. I'm just, they're not, they're not going to listen. I'm not getting through to them. I, I, I think ultimately on defense, they didn't have enough good players. And on offense, they got a lot of good players. But when your quarterback is the 20th rated passer in the NFL and is turning the ball over all by himself like a machine, um, that's what you're going to get. I mean, you, you don't have a Super Bowl offense when your quarterback is is turning the ball over. Well, can and I agree with that? He, he they didn't turn them all yeah. over by himself, though. There was well, a couple, twenty couple turnovers. Errant, there was a couple errant. Twenty throws. turnovers. There was a couple errant uh, people didn't catch the ball. So I mean, yeah, there was a couple bad. that bounced off hands, but yeah. but twenty turnovers. I I, can't, still, I, I get what you're saying, but it many. ain't all on him. It ain't all. It, it's not all on the quarterback. Oh, I'm not saying it's all on the quarterback, but you know, you you probably been through this a time or two, especially since you played with the Jets. Once this stuff starts to starts to roll downhill, um, it, it's hard to reverse the momentum of that. And you know, no, I hear you. I, I hear mean, you. I hear you, Ken. Didn't mean no, to take a no. shot at the Jets there, but you know, no, no, no they, they deserve shots. It, I mean, was, it's the Jets. It, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Gordon is a Jets fan, so I just put. No, I mean it's funny. Hey, no, no, I'm not offended. I just Ken, yeah, good phone call, I man. Just it's take funny. that stray with. I just take that stray and stride. Yeah. No. Well, go like, ahead. There's a lot to unpack with this. And, and to a certain extent, he's right. It's not the coach's job to police the locker room. But when the coach is out there acting a donkey <laughs> and the players are acting a donkey, it's kind of hard to know. I know. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those things. Because I believe in that. The players do police the locker room. But there also has to be accountability, you know, and, and knowing that, you know, there is some ramifications and repercussions for you doing some of the things that you're doing. I don't know what happened in that locker room. I don't know. But it feels to me like a lot of guys felt that certain individuals' feet weren't held to the fire when they needed to be. Like, that that's my speculation. And I don't have nothing to base that off of. I'm just going off of the way that it feels, the fact that, that Ken brought up the fact that uh, Fletch felt like you know, he was tired. He just threw his hands up. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like a lot of people weren't being – their feet weren't being held to the fire when it needed to be. I do think Rhea really brought up something interesting with us when she was with us an hour ago. You know, the young – they've drafted a lot of young guys that are supposed to be the next leaders, right? Mm-hmm. That's been the last three drafts. Because, I mean, we could all see what's coming here. The end of Jason, Fletcher, Brandon, and Lane is, is upon us. Or, on the wall. Yeah, or it's coming soon. Obviously, Lane's got the, probably the longest runway to go. So they've tried to turn this over. They drafted guys that are have been leaders and at winning programs, right? I go to Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, 
and all the Georgia kids. They're, they're clearly trying to turn this over with guys that were leaders and winners in college. I do wonder if those guys are struggling to find their voice because the older guys are still here. It's like the old guys are saying, come on, young guy, you're, it's, you got to do it now. And the young guys wondering, well, you're, you're still talking. I, I, I wonder how much that impacts things. Well, again, I don't know the dynamic. I know the leaders are the leaders, but you have to allow the young folks, the young Thundercats, to, to voice their opinion. The, the leaders do. But I wonder, yeah. it, can they fully do it until the old guys are out I of the building? See, Joe, I, I hear what you're saying, but if you're a leader, you're a leader. Like, you know, and, and if, you, if you emerge as a leader, that's something where, you know, guys don't, don't kind of they don't they don't tamp that down. They allow you to lead because I played with a bunch of guys that at different times during the course of the year, during the course of the time that I was here, they they stepped up and they became leaders. It's just one of those things where you feel it. You feel you feel if there are some guys that that you feel like are taking the leadership role, you allow that to happen naturally because mm. that's that's the whole culture thing. You know that's the culture that you build respect for one another and things of that nature. That's why I, I I'm a big I'm a big fan of the culture because if the culture is right, then that shouldn't be an issue because there are certain things or certain protocols that you have in that culture that if you get the right guys to be in that culture, it's an easy transition. You know, when you talk about the Malcolm Jenkins and, and the Brian Dawkins and, and, and the guys that were here like that, uh, Darren Sproles, it, like, it feels like for the last few years that has been the natural progression of the culture in the locker room. For whatever reason, this year it felt like that broke down. That that chain of command has broken down, and you need to fix that. Well, it is, and that, that's on everyone, from the leaders to the head coach. 215-592-9494. Talent or the culture? What's the biggest issue around here? David is up next on WIP. Hey, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thank hey. you again for taking my phone call. You got it, hey, David. I agree with Kyle. What's up, Hill? I agree with Kyle. What up, man? I don't agree with you on the pork, but like I said, I left that alone. Anyway, wait, 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 what did I do? Nah, remember, man, you talking about your grandpa with the crackers? Anyway, it was called. It was called South. It was called South Meat. No, it was called. But no, it was called. Yeah, South. Yeah, all in cheese. Don't don't tell me. Hey, Dave, you better not still be. You better not still be eating South, though, man. Nah, I can't find it no more. I can't. He would eat it if he could find it. See, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't denounce it. No, man, I'll you can't eat it. that, listen, man. All right, well, you stick to what you eat, and I'll stick to what I eat. <laughs> Fine. But anyway, nevertheless, stay, I'll be back. When I get back to Philly, I'm going to bring you out some lunch. No pork, though. Ben, I'm about to say, better not with, be no sauce. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree with Kyle. I think Jack is per- perpetuating this thing. Remember when they called Kevin Durant cupcake for going to the other team? Yes. Now, isn't that the same equivalent of soft? Cupcake, soft. All right. I, I, yeah. Synonymous. Yes, yeah, similar. Sure. Right, so what is the whole we can't play without asking? It's like they bullying the owners to, for more money, man. And I agree, Harper should get it, but, like, if we win, then you get it. Because, like, I told him about the, the Jalen thing. And I just isolate and Jalen. I'm not isolate nobody. I ain't no means by means to isolate nobody. But it's almost like a job. When you work and you get a raise, you don't come in with the same tenacity as before you got that raise. I could be as, you know, you could be going from $20 to $28 an hour. But you're you're not going to produce the same way and put that same energy 
into as when you were making twenty dollars. Well, you certain certain you got people. That no, but I, I dis- right. Tom, David, I agree that a lot of people probably are are like you're saying, but there's certain people that do. I mean, I, and I'll just use one example: Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant. They got a lot of money as time went on. They never stopped. I mean, like if you have that in you. Some people just have that internal drive, and the money is the, is great. They want the money, but they don't stop. You know, have that that there's a hunger there. Some guys the drive just have to that. win. My, yeah, drive to that's win. my segue. That's part of being a leader. I'm a lead by example, and some people just have an innate ability to lead. They don't ask to do it. It's just in their molecular makeup. Right. You know what I mean? Some people are born now with MB. I don't think he's a leader. I, I agree with you, David. I agree with I you. I don't. Mean, I don't think we got a leader. A leader identity on the Sixers yet. No, no, they don't. Uh-oh. No, and and Max, he's still a kid, so we'll see him. David, what do you think? Do you think we the, you cook, dog? Do you we think the you ovations cook. ruined the fan base, David? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the you. The ovations. Do you think the ovations actually were a, a, a problem? No, you know what was a problem What's though? That? Waking up this morning and my phone didn't work because AT and T and whatever they disconnected the. Uh, the cell phone was out for like five hours. I darn it had Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, David. you're not the only one. Yeah, it seemed like it was a, a nationwide <laughs> thing. Not, they didn't just come after you, David. David, good phone call. So, what is David trying to get you to eat there? He talking about like it's called it's called hoghead cheese. But we used to call uh, it like in the neighborhood. It's called sauce. Sauce. Yeah, ain't nobody eating that, man. Yeah, you you denounced hoghead no, cheese. No, last but week. He, David's still eating. He's still eating that hoghead. Well, if cheese, he could find man. it. Yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. When I was younger. I mean, it was taste. It was pretty tasty because you get the kind. You get the hot. It's like they had the hot sauce mm. and then they had the mild. The hot was banging because it, it had the, the the hot ratio throughout the meat was pretty good. But then you found out what was in nah, it. Nah, I can't do it, man. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Kenny in the Northeast. What's up, Kenny? Hey, what's going, Joe? What's going on here? Kenny, what's up, what's up buddy? Uh, my man, like one of the best producers, man. Shout out to Cal, man. Um, I want to yeah. say. Hey, Kyle's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Y'all busting shots from the door. But listen, um, I want to say I agree with you, man. Like, I think somebody might got special treatment or something. This looks like like people act like how Jimmy Butler did at the end of the season. Like, I ain't signing if y'all got Ben Simmons here. Like, somebody feels some type of way about how somebody got treated. That's and what it kind of feels like. Mm. Like, it's a coach issue. But, yo, Hugh, you know what I was – I agree with you. You said something about three weeks ago, and it's the truth. It's called the one mile under five minute rule. You ain't you said it, but you couldn't say it right. People, no, they said it was impossible to do a mile under five minutes mm-hmm. until somebody did it. Four minutes and forty eight. Now people doing it like four minutes and thirty five seconds. So like you know what I mean? The mind, if you tell the mind something, it's going to think it until you actually see somebody do it so you you broke mind over matter yeah mind over matter yeah when i heard you say that i wanted to talk to you but i'm on my lunch break kyle got me in so like shout out to him but i agree with you i think the coaching got rocked everything man and how can you tell somebody else don't be a nut when you act like a nut it's hard kenny i think it's hard and when especially when you you have a a player like aj who's very emotional right we see it on the sidelines and then you got the head coach screaming and yelling it's like if i'm if i'm aj i'm not not listening with this guy he's yelling too yeah, but like looking at him like he a bubblehead. Straight up, yo, you answered, yo, you just said it for me. I don't want to note, yo, I love y'all. Let's see y'all every day. Appreciate you, I, man. Y- y'all get me through my, y'all get me through my midday, man. Word is born, so uh, yo, we appreciate you, day, Kenny. Man, I appreciate it. You appreciate got it, man. Enjoy your lunch. All right, so uh, he referenced the uh, the mile analogy you made. What could you do a mile in right now? The Hugh Douglas Mile, twenty twenty four. A mile, mile. I'll probably give you about twelve minutes. 
12 minutes? Yeah. That, that, that's going to be me stopping and starting. No, game. no, we can, can't stop. Hugh Douglas is up and running. A couple, years, couple years ago, Jack was challenged to do an eight-minute mile outside in the heat of the summer. Like, they were on the air, the mm-hmm. afternoon show, and he went outside, like, around the building. And try. I for, did he do it? I forget if he actually. I remember pulled, when Jack he pulled it you. off, right? Are we sure he pulled it off? Well, no. Nah, just nah, being I'm told not. that he pulled it off. I remember yeah. when Jack challenged you in that running when we were at the, uh, the Eagles Autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't work and out you well cooked for him. him. Yeah. Well, we ran together for the first couple miles, and then I said, <laughs> and "Then you stop playing with him. See ya." <laughs> and then we won one of the greatest prizes on this entire stage. We, we, won, we her. won her. I'm looking at the three. I don't know, man. Herb ain't been loyal though. Herb been all over the media. He been doing. Herb's the media never thing, been loyal. Yeah, he ain't. He said he'd do what he want to do. Herb's a free spirit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in many ways, Herb is a free spirit. We, we heard from Herb yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, heard, we heard the Sunny Hill call a couple days yes, ago. Yes, and Herb's new thing now is is calling me on my personal phone while I'm on the air. You gave her your number? So I can't, unfortunately. Yeah, Herb, Herb and I, we've, we had the phone number thing going, too. He's trying to, you know. He's, oh, wow. He's trying to <laughs> outsource as much as he can for this upcoming book. So Yeah, well, that's what he's, the guy is, he's hustling, and that's what yeah. he's doing. Right. We'll give, keep your mouth down and shut, boy. We'll give him your number next to you. All right, Dave and Limerick, what's up, Dave? I don't answer my phone, though. <laughs> hey, couple of scenarios here. Eagles go, I don't know, 5 and 12. What happens to Sirianni? Oh, he out of here. He's out of here. Eagles go 14-3. and Hurts is MVP candidate. Eagles offense is top five in the league. What happens to Sirianni? Kellen Moore is that dude. Well, Kellen Moore is – well, Dave, that's an interesting one because Kellen Moore hey, is probably Dave. a head coach somewhere next year. And are we going to let him go out the door like we let the guy go to uh, Indianapolis? I wouldn't. Is, is, I wouldn't. Is Sirianni here just for the transition? Because uh, to that's me, it's like he's a dead man walking. That's a good question. When either, you, way, either way, he loses. That's a good question. When you when you when you think about everything that's being said right now, and the way that he positioned himself at the press conference that they that they had, it's it. it I wouldn't be comfortable. I wouldn't either. Like you know, I mean, especially when now, you know, you've tasked the offensive coordinator to fix everything, and and, and you know, it. You basically said that you know. You're basically floating around different rooms, figuring out what your job title is going to be. Well, he's going to pop in the defense yeah. and the offense, and don't forget the core values. Another, yeah. another question: He didn't get switched to play calling on offense. What is again? It all goes to what? What? What is he responsible for? I feel bad for the guy. He took us to a Super Bowl, but ultimately, we lost our defensive coordinator. We lost our offensive coordinator. This team went ten and one. We all knew they weren't functioning well, but they were still winning. But to me, it's the, the coordinators. It's a coaching, um, and they didn't. You would think the offense, which he's responsible for, should have the most input on. They didn't go to him to change things up. Granted, the the defense was terrible, but what's what's the real reason why Howie's still here? Is this just the transition period until? Because either way, it seems like he's out the door next year. Yeah, it may be, Dave, and it's it's a fair point. And Kellen Moore might be the next head coach. I mean, if, might he, be. if he does really well and they don't want to lose him, that could be a, a major conversation. The other thing I keep wondering, and I I remember Girardi a couple years ago. Kyle, Joe Girardi did not handle the hot seat and being a lame duck manager well. He oh, was no. strung tight. The team was strung tight. He looked like he wanted to strangle people. And the team <laughs> played awful. And they obviously had a lot of talent. They made the World Series four months after he was fired. So does Sirianni's personality strike you as someone that's going to handle questions about his job left and right? I have major questions about that. Even the best, like uh, Doug Peterson we saw. He, toward the end of his yes. run, he started getting snarky. 
a little pissed off at some of the Fire questions he back. was being asked in the media. Don't put words in my mouth or oh, whatever that was. Sirianni did that last, like the last press conference he had during the season. I know, but like, what if they're two and four? Like, what what is this thing going to look like if if he doesn't get off to a hot start? I don't I, give a shit. Well, yeah, we might hear a lot of that stuff. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll keep your phone calls going on the Eagles. What's the bigger issue right now? Is it the culture or the talent? Plus, MLB's top 100 players list was finalized yesterday on MLB Network. Where was Bryce Harper? Was he snubbed in his spot? We'll talk about it. And what are the people inside the Phillies organization saying about a potential extension on Bryce's deal? That's the extra call. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is not live in Pennsylvania. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports bet, any sports books bet. Find all the favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's what I was told by Phillies people, all right? Okay, he might be outperforming his contract now, but what's going to happen the last four or five years? Do we really think he's going to outperform his contract? No. Scott Boris made a mistake by having a 13-year contract. If he had seven, he could have had a, a legitimate chance of, okay, now you're going to be paid market value. And the, the, the organization believes that, and I don't know what they're going to do, but I can tell you what they feel. They feel that, okay, but the last four or five years, yeah. we're going to be paying him too much. Howard Eskin this morning on the Bryce Harper contract situation. Welcome back. It's the Midday Show. So that was interesting because I think we'd all agree Bryce has played above his contract, at least you know money per year, the first five Agreed. years. He's been an MVP, helped the Phillies get to a World Series, incredible in the postseason for the most part. He's been worth more than the 25-ish per year they paid him. But that's an interesting point, obviously coming from the Phillies, Hugh, as, as Howard said. People from the Phillies told him, at the end, is he going to be underpaid? No. I mean, the reality is he's probably going to be 
you know, making what he's earning in his last few years of this deal because he'll have declined as a player yeah, or diminishing. Or maybe he'll actually be overpaid if he's not that good anymore at the end of the contract. So I I could you could feel this when Dombrowski spoke a couple weeks ago on the morning show. They don't want to give him the money. Now the owner may just do it because the owner is already Love him. he loves him. But like no one, like I can imagine Dave Dombrowski as a GM, right? As a guy who his whole job is to give out contracts and value. He's probably like, this is not a good idea. No, he's probably is, but all signs point to this basically happening, and that that's the problem because it, it's it's like you, you talk about different people that are involved with this situation, and even though Dombrowski's not on board with it. It seems like everybody else in the organization potentially is on board with it. Well, because what Bryce says goes, and what Boris says goes, and the owner's already gone down there. The other thing that was interesting this morning, Ruben Amaro was in with the Cameron Ritchie, and he was asked about the Bryce Harper situation, what Ruben would do, what Ruben thinks the Phillies should do. Here it was this morning on the morning show. I think they did, they're doing exactly what they should be doing, and I think Dave Dombrowski handled it perfectly. I, I could not have been, he could not have been more perfect with how he handled it and what, you know, they have other fish to fry. This guy is a signed player. They did not put a gun to his head to sign the contract. Boris wanted to, Boris does a, a lot of different things with contracts. He wanted to figure out a way to maximize the dollars. They spread it out. They spread it out. They made it a 13-year deal, which at the time I think was probably unprecedented. And he wants to make unprecedented deals. Now, the AAV on that, becomes sort of obsolete in the average annual value because other guys are, you know, signing different contracts. It's a different marketplace. It happens year to year. The market changes. The man is a is a is a signed player. He signed for a ton of money. He got what he wanted at the time. And that's it. What, Done. If, what if he's not happy? That's not, you know, that's not the front office's issue that's where scott boris has to step in and say hey we made this deal we have to live with this deal i love one of the phrases ruben used there. i'm gonna i might use it for now he's a signed player he's yeah. got eight years to go he's a signed player it's interesting here in the perspective view of both dave who's obviously in charge now and ruben who was a gm at one point the gm perspective is like no no, no. We, we, we have a contract here we got years to go no. Now, will that matter if the owner gets does what he wants to do? No, the owner he gets the final say. But I think it's interesting. Both GMs, right? The actual GM now, the former GM, they both are like, no way. Especially no, but Ruben. see, it, it, like, but it's funny because it's, it feels like both of them are going to be trumped in this situation. Well, the owner's the owner. Yeah, it's his and, money, and, and it's one of those things where when you talk about the money that Bryce Harper has brought in, and I know that nobody wants to hear this, but it's the truth, and that's why I feel like Bryce picked this time to to strike. Because he is playing at a high level. I mean, he had, a, he had a pretty good year last year. When you talk about the fact that he had a power outage and came back and, and came on strong like he, he did. did. And the fact that he he has endeared himself to the city. Now, I know that a lot of people are starting to rub people the wrong way, but the organization thinks the world of him. And at this point, that's really the only thing that matters. It sounds like to me this is what's going to happen. Willer's going to get done first, no question about that. And then Bryce Harper won't be far behind. That, that's what I'm feeling when I, when I think about this situation. He's not going to be far behind. So here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, and this happened in the NFL, remember how upset the other owners seemed to be at the Cleveland Browns? When they signed uh, 
bit creepy. Yes, because they had kind of ruined the whole establishment of we don't give out guaranteed contracts, especially you know that much that much money, right? I know um, Cousins got one, but it was kind of a short thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a five, six, seven year thing. I wonder if the other owners would push back on Middleton. Like John, listen, I know you love this guy and he's your guy and and, and you want him there forever, but like if you do this. Why won't Aaron Judge go to the Yankees in a year? I think he signed like a nine-year deal and say, hey, I just hit 55 more home runs. Let's tack on three more years. Like this, we talked the other day about precedent within the Phillies. I wonder if the other owners are going to start messaging Middleton and like, John, don't you, don't do this. Now, that makes sense when you put it in that, when you frame it that way, because now you're talking about stars from other teams that potentially might do this. Uh that might be a problem. Acuna signed a deal that he's underpaid, right? But he signed yeah. for a long term. Yeah. If I'm his yeah, agent, yeah, yeah, that's a good. And that's I a say good call. Bryce did it. Like, that's why, why don't we go to the Braves and say we got to redo that's this? That's a one. good call. But I, I think that what Bryce has done, he's put himself in a rarefied position, and a, lo- a lot of other players might try to do that. But again, I go back to what Bryce Harper has meant to this organization since he's been here, outside of the play on the field. I'm talking about everything that he's done off the field. And I think that's what he's trying to capitalize off of, to be totally honest. When, I, when, I, when we heard this story and when it came out that he actually spoke on his contract situation, I thought it was genius because of the timing of everything. The fact that you have an organization that comes in and talks about in public how invalu- invaluable you are. That right there tells you everything that you need to know. And that, hey, man, well, this is the best time, better time than any to ask for some money. And then when you started asking for it, like you soft sold it last year, a little bit started talking mm-hmm. about, you know, being there forever. Nobody poo pooed it. Like, that's one of those things when you, when you start that conversation, Joe, if you really want to kill it, you're like, hey, well, he's under contract. You know what I mean? And that's what it is right now. That's how you kill that. They didn't kill it. No, they didn't. They let it go. 215-592-9494. We'll get to the MLB Top 100 list. Bryce last night ranked top 10, top 20. They all came out with the full list. Is that where was he ranked? Where should he be? We'll get to that coming up. By the way, before we get back to the phones here, Hugh, in front of us, uh, I guess NFL, ESPN or NFL Network is up, and they have the games of the year on, like the NFL, the top whatever they ranked the games of the year. That Eagles-Bills game is on right now. It was right a now. hell of a game. It was a great football game. Also, what happened to that team? Yeah, because I think that's the game where stuff started to change for. They moved to ten and one. They yeah. won one more time the yeah. rest of the year. Where did we go with did it go wrong? I don't know, man. That was a fun football game. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. Robert in Germantown after some lunches got dropped off. We appreciate it, Robert. How you doing Robert, today? Thank you, sir. Hey, always glad to listen to you guys. I must say, uh, you know, sports trivia. My turn to ask you two. This is one of the greatest achievements in U.S. sports history. It happened today, forty-seven years ago. 47 years ago. Well, now you're testing our math here. 47 years ago would be what? 1974? I'm pretty good at math. In that area? 77. 77. 77. 74 years ago. I'll give you a hint. It happened in Lake Placid. That should be enough. Oh, the Miracle on Ice. Al Michaels. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there it is. Oh, 1980. 1980 it was? Yeah. Yeah, 1980. It's not 47 years ago. 44 years ago. Right. I kind of thought that's where you were going, but then you said 47, and I was thinking the 70s. Uh, We we came back. He's an idiot. Yeah, I got messed up. Did you guys see the game? Did you watch it? Live when it happened? So I I did not watch it live. Well, when I don't it think happened. you were here. I wasn't here, but I I've seen it. You know, I was since kind of young. Yeah. You, did you did you watch it? Because it was was it tape delayed, Robert? It was tape delayed, 
but I think uh, most of us watched it on tape. They're like, yeah, I watched it. I was, uh, you know, 1980. I was like uh, 27 years old. <laughs> and I was a huge hockey fan. Uh, Kyle and I are holding up the fort for hockey. Right, Kyle? <laughs> oh, he's a big hockey Damn guy. Damn right, Robert. You know what's amazing? That if then, Robert, you could have something on tape delay, and you could watch it. Now, of course, if something happens in the Olympics or a different time zone or overnight in the Olympics, we all mm-hmm. know, you know, because our phones tell us what happened before it happened. <laughs> you know, what I miss, guys, is that was the last really pure era of amateur sports, authentic amateur sports. You know, later on, they started sending NBA guys and professional hockey guys at the Olympics. This was really the last hurrah for Pure amateur sport, I think. And uh, there are the commentators that say that. And I, you know, I got to admit, I'm, I'm getting so sick and tired of these conversations about guys making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. I think every team should have a salary cap, period, end of story, figure it out. You know, that you could get 10 good players for what we're paying Brian, uh, Bryce Harper and be competitive. Like last year, half the league, which won championships and did really well, were the lowest payrolls. Tampa Bay come to mind, guys. Kansas City. Minnesota, some of those teams did really, really well. Well, uh, Arizona, Arizona, young team Arizona, with not many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm missing the days when guys lived in neighborhoods, and, you know, like in Brooklyn. You know, they they lived near people and they showed up. Hockey players in the summer would uh, go work on the farm, like Bobby Hall would go hay bale hay and stuff, and they were part of the community. You know, the, the, you know, basically, sports has become a playground for billionaires. Look at those Super Bowl price t- price tickets. What were they? Oh, 10,000. Yeah, I think was, it was like 10,000. Yeah. yeah. No, Robert, you're right yeah. about that. The, the gap between the average person and, and the great athlete or, or the owner of the team, just forget that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's grown. It, it's grown to a point where, you know, 50, 60 years ago, it wasn't quite that. Yeah. yeah. And the San Francisco Niners almost won the Super Bowl with a quarterback making what? Four million bucks, something like that. I think even I mean, less. It might be in the hundred. I think it was like 900,000. Yeah. Like really yeah. cheap. Yeah. He was, he got yeah. that for the low, low. Yeah. You know, so let's let's my my cry would be let's get back to a payroll that makes sense across the board. I mean, every league you get these overpriced guys like the Premier League in soccer. You know, the top couple of guys they got some Saudi billionaires rolling money out without any restriction. The Yankees are going to probably hire Blake Snell and go over to the payroll tax. They don't care. It's dueling billionaires. Well, that's and and the money keeps rolling in. Yeah, and Robert, good phone call. I mean, the issue is. It's never going back. The payrolls will never go back. Salaries. No, they tried to slow it down. Baseball has definitely, over the years, they've tried. They've tried to slow it down, but that's not going to happen. But the issue in the salary cap sports is they just share the revenue, right? It's a split. So the yeah. more money they make, like the, they did the um, what was the game on uh, the streaming service? The Peacock game, right? The Dolphins yeah. and the Chiefs. Did you see what next year is going to have? What's it going to have? We're going to have a Peacock playoff game, and now Amazon's getting one. Now I think more people have Amazon to begin with because we have it for our the stuff we order. And, I, and I've had, because the Thursday night package, like that's not as big of a thing. I didn't have Peacock, so I had to subscribe to Peacock to watch yeah. the Dolphins game and against the Chiefs. But now we're going to have two playoff games next year on streaming services. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why you shouldn't cut the cables. Man. That's, that's the point that I was making yesterday. Cut the cables a lot. Well, because you need like 10 streaming services yeah, to figure the whole thing out. You, like, you need, like the way they've got us jumping through hoops for all these streaming services. Now, do you remember how they used to tell you not to do the com- They wouldn't do the commercials and everything. Everything mm. has commercials. Oh, they lie. Ridiculous. Do you think we will get to a point in our lifetimes where the NFL is pay-per-view? Uh, the NFL, the Super Bowl, excuse me, is pay-per-view. Probably. I think we will. And, and, cause you I know don't why? think it's five years away, but I think it could be within 30 years. You know why? Because we are such gluttons for, mm-hmm. like, we love the NFL so much. What If I'm not mistaken, this game was the highest-watched uh, game in ever. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, th- yeah, I yeah. think they'll look at the math and say, even if we lose – 
40 million people, right? Like not everyone's going to pay, but we'll still if we make 100 bucks off of the 80 no, million we pay. still have mm-hmm. left, we're going to pay. That's oh, a lot gonna of money. I'm we're going to we're going to pay. Of course we're, we're going to. Well, I mean maybe we're the wrong target audience. Of yeah. course we're going to pay, but I think I think people would. Well, didn't so they had a um a game that it was the wasn't that the most streamed thing ever? The Dolphins. Yeah, Chiefs, the yeah. Dolphins. And Chiefs now we're going to have two right. next year. I do think the Amazon thing's not quite as big of a deal because they already have soft launched the Thursday night thing to Amazon. So but, is Amazon going to follow suit? And take Al Michaels off of their playoff coverage. Well, based on what's happened lately, I, they probably should. I think All right. they're, they're about to do Al Michaels. Speaking of Al, our last caller brought up Miracle on Ice, which was 44 years ago today, I believe is the number, 1980. Uh, February 20th, 2nd, 1980. Let's listen. I want you to, this is the, the, how Al has changed over the years. And I get it. He's not young anymore. But at one point, Al Michaels was a goat. He was great. Here's Al Michaels, the call, Miracle on Ice, 44 years ago today. The energy there is off the walls. I mean, right? He's calling it like yeah. it's, it's something special. All right, It is special. It was special. And he was also better then. He was younger. Now, let's go back a year ago to a playoff game, which was pretty dramatic. One of the biggest comebacks in playoff history. Same broadcaster. Here's how that sounded. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field. But there's a penalty marker. Oh, oh my God. It's awful. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. Al, give me a little energy. I mean, you wonder why they took him off a playoff game this year. The energy zapped you. He did, he's not he's not the same. I had no problem with that, Joe. You didn't. You like that call? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Have, I, I I know you and Kyle are like sports purists. I, I did not have a problem. But there's no energy. The kick up for the win. It's a playoff game. You got to give me something. I, I hear you, but I, I didn't have a problem with it. But obviously the networks did because they well, took him off the air. I didn't tell him. They leaked it to someone else, and it was a story. Yeah, that that didn't work out well for him. All right, let's go to Tom in Middletown. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, Tom. What's up today? Hey, listen, that that previous caller really like hit, hit a, a, a nerve with me. I, I mean, not a nerve, but I mean, I mean it excited me. Um, about like how players are overpaid and this and that, and and privileged. I was in the car business. I sold cars for a living. Right, and I sold a car. And I'm not going to name the guy's name. He was a former Flyer, Stanley Cup winner. Okay, and he was still living in the area, and had a landscape business. I sold him a truck. Because he had a landscape business. I mean, these guys like now that they're they're getting paid so much money, they don't even have to even talk to the public. They're well, they don't, paid. Tom. Yeah, I mean, they're they're ba- and they basically that they decide when they want to talk. They have their own media outlets, which is fine, podcasts or whatever they do. It's just it, it has changed considerably. Yeah, those days of an athlete having a second job while they're playing those those are they're long gone. And he didn't even send an agent in to buy this truck. He came in himself. And he was kind of, like, embarrassed when I asked him for his autograph, you know, because he didn't want everybody else to know who he was. And like I said, I'm not going to mention his name, but I'm saying he, you know, he had a landscape business after winning a Stanley Cup trophy. 
You know what I mean? And it's just amazing how sports has transcended to, like, now they're superstars. Yeah, well, and, and Tom, the biggest thing, and we were joking about the streaming and money, but the television money has changed sports more than anything. That's why the NFL, you know, the salary cap's so high, because they make billions off the TV deals. And they got and they share it with the players. Yep. But now, my, my, my point was, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, the, the, you know, is it the... The culture uh, or the talent, or yes. Mm-hmm. So, so now, now, if you look at the last two, uh, let, let's say you know, I don't know, dynasties. All right, Brady and 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 the Patriots had a dynasty. Now Mahomes seems like he's having a dynasty. Mm-hmm. But if you look at those two teams, their wide receivers and running backs have changed constantly. Okay. And it's always been Brady and Mahomes that take over the culture, take over the systems, and make it work. Yes. The only constant was that Brady had Gronk for four years, or you know, four I think out of the, out of the Super Bowls, and Mahomes has had Kelsey his whole career. But if you look at that, the wide receivers and running backs have changed all the time. So the culture of the teams, like. Um, they just keep drafting different pe- people, different players, that, and, and it fits into their systems. So I am not worried about, you know, do we have to make amends? Do we have to, you know, kiss each other's butts to keep people here? Just get people that will fit in. Well, I'm with you. Yeah, I, Tom, I think it's, I think I understand your point. I appreciate the phone call. He doesn't want to fix the people here. He wants to get people that fit in. The way the, the Patriots kept moving people in and out around Brady – and the the Chiefs move people in and out around Mahomes. Like if it's not working, don't force it. I mean, what but that, I think that, his point was like to his point though earlier. You know, these kids make a lot of money, man. And sometimes financially, you can't move certain people, and you have to figure out how to. Well, make that's it work. part of it, sure. Yeah. And that's that's definitely a part of it. And I don't think that we've seen these guys work well together. We've seen it, so we just need to figure out how we can get back to that point. It's like being in a relationship. Sometimes it's great in the beginning. Then when it goes south, you have to figure out how to get back to where you weren't once were or at least be amicable mm. in that situation. And I think that's what we need to do with this. So I, I do think that's the biggest issue. It's the biggest one for Howie Roseman to have to figure out over the next few weeks. Does he try to piece this thing back together, hope the culture is good enough, or does he try to move on from some big names here? And it won't surprise me if he does. All right, so last night, and it's been going on for the past couple weeks, Hugh, they've been counting down the top 100 players in Major League Baseball right now on the MLB Network. Top 10 were finished. So it's the whole list is done. We got the whole list now. Mm-hmm. Did you see the list? No, I did not okay. see the list. Surprise me, Joe. Surprise. Do you think Bryce Harper top 20. was a top 10 player? Probably not. You're right. He was not. He was ranked number 11. All, all right, players, out of, right outside the top 10. Right outside the top 10. Still not a bad ranking, though. It's not. It's a very good ranking. Especially coming off the year that he had. You know, I think that – and part of that was because uh, – the power outage that he uh-huh. had and the fact that he came back as, as quickly as he did from Tommy John. And, you know, I think he'll be back in the top 10 after this show. So a lot of people I saw think he was snubbed, that he should be a top 10 player. I saw some people say he's a top five player. So here was the list, and then I'll tell you how I would do it. Okay, so the list they put out last night, top 10 players right now. They have Acuna number one, mm. Mookie Betts number two, Aaron Judge number three, Shohei Otani four, Freddie Freeman five, Corey Seager, six. Juan Soto, seven. Wow. 
Jordan Alvarez, eight. Garrett Cole, who's the uh, only pitcher in this group, nine. And Julio Rodriguez of Seattle, number 10. So Bryce was right outside that group. So that was the actual ranking last night. If, if I was doing a ranking, I would have Bryce top 10. Here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would have Bryce at 10, Jordan Alvarez 9, Seager 8, Cole 7, Soto 6, Freeman 5, Judge 4, Acuna 3, Betts 2, Otani would be number 1. I think they knocked Otani because he can't pitch this year. And but, I think that's probably why they knocked Brock, Bryce too because of, of the injury early on. You know what surprised me is Juan Soto is as low as he is. So you say seven? He's seven on that list. I'd have him six. I thought he like. I, so no, who would you move out? So there's Otani, Betts, Acuna, Judge. Would you have him ahead of Freeman? Put him top five, Soto. Free, Freeman's a little older. He's because a little older. when I look at this list, when you when you tell me that list, I think about the young Thundercat. Uh-huh. Even though Freddie was phenomenal, oh, he still is. Phenomenal, yeah, he yeah. still. Can, I just think about the young players. And I was surprised because at one point Juan Soto was considered the best player of baseball mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago. And for him to fall that far, I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And, and so and Ronald Acuna to move up to where he's moved up to, Boy, that's pretty the, interesting. The 40 home run, 70 steals Yeah, season. that kind of that did it. Whew, he was and incredible. Then, and you know what? When I think of these lists, with every list that is done, even the list that we did yesterday, there's some recency bias of course. in all of these lists. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, I would have put Bryce in. I would have knocked Julio Rodriguez out. I mean, Julio Rodriguez might overtake him pretty soon. He's 22, 23 years old. I still think Bryce is is a little bit better. So, I would, if I was doing a top 10, Bryce would be in it. He'd be number 10 for me. I'd go Otani, Betts, Acuna, Judge, Freeman, Soto, Cole, Seager, Alvarez, Bryce. I do think Bryce is a top 10 player in baseball, but – it's, it's like with any list, when you start counting, you're like, man, there's a lot of good players. It, you know, it's tough to slot someone in. Who are you taking out? And I, I know Otani's being dinged because he can't pitch this year. I just, like, if you tell me who's the best baseball player in the world, I just. It's, yeah, because of what he does and yeah. what he's able to do. Yeah, I get I get, you, I get that. It's Shohei. But he, the injury, the injury does play a factor in all that. That's well, why I'm, I'm like, at 11, with the injury that he had and the way that he came back, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, and now he's also changing positions on a full-time basis. So we'll see. Look, if Bryce has a full healthy year and he hits the way he did in the second half, I think you're right, Hugh. I think he'll end up top 10 on this list next season. All right, 215-592-949. Forget back to your phone calls here. Talent or culture, what's the biggest issue for the Eagles? You can weigh in on Harper's contract extension as well. Plus, we have to get into an interesting article from SI. Is Andy Reid still pulling some strings, have some say within the Eagles' decision-making? What is going on around here? We'll hit that next. Your phone calls as well. Sports Radio 94 WIP. And real quick, I have an event I want to mention. Now, if you've ever been to Chickies of Pizza in South Philly, you more than likely know Kathy Chang. Kathy recently launched a nonprofit called Romeo's Rescue, named for her beloved dog. On March 20th, coming up in about a month, Romeo's Rescue is having a big fundraiser to raise money for the many dogs and cats in Philadelphia who need care. For more information on the event or how you could donate, go to RomeoRescue215.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.